Today on the Ponder Podcast, we continue pondering John 11, 1 through 44 with my dear friend Paula Barrera. Last time we considered the significance of verses 9 through 10, Jesus still working while it was still day, and today we will look more closely at what Mary has to say to Jesus about her brother's death. Let's get back into it. <laughs> so I can just you. stop. We can stop right there. Um, what stood out to me was, uh, verse 32 and 37 in verse 32, Mary is talking to Jesus, which is really interesting, um, because it's almost the same conversation that Martha had with Jesus, but they're different though. And, um, she says to him, you know, falling to his feet, she says to him, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. And when I read it, I can almost just hear her pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no like, but I know that you're the resurrection. Exactly. No, like, theology. <laughs> it's just like, nope. You could have you changed this. Like, where were I felt like it was like in modern terms, like, where were you? you yeah. Know? Like, yes. I was hurting. My brother's sick and dying. You love us. Like, where were you? You could have changed this. Um, and then in verse 37, some of the Jews said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Which is kind of the same question, like mm-hmm. what happened? And we all, like you noted, kind of have that question when we see the behind the scenes look. And he answers, um, but I just love how John captures just the realness of this moment mm-hmm. um, yes. and just the rawness, the honesty. Yeah. Um, and I love something I noted re- reading this again. Um, I think it was verse two, maybe it was verse one, where it says, Mary, who anointed the Lord with ointment mm-hmm. and wiped his feet with her hair, whose uh-huh. brother was ill. It's almost like I'm just going to skip ahead and say, This is a Mary that I'm going to tell you about later who was um, wiping Jesus' feet. Like, yes, you know, so she yes. didn't have all the words here. Like, I know that you're the Christ, but she's going to know something later and she's going to be at his feet weeping and, you know, blessing him in that way. So that really just stood out to me. Um, just the freedom we have to be real with God and be honest yeah. with him with yeah. our grief and our pain. And the fact that he told Martha this is a bit maybe a little jarring too, like you were to say, like he tells Martha to go get her. And I'm like, Jesus, like, can you go to her? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but he has her come to him. And um, that also made me think about just prayer because mm-hmm. like he knows that we're going through, but he does still command us to turn to him and prayer. And I think that's what resonates with me is that like she had the gift of him in the flesh right there. But we can do the same thing, like when we're frustrated, when our theology doesn't really line up with what's happening in our life and it's like painful and jarring, we can go to him and we can ask those hard questions and we can fall and weep. Um, And then hopefully also go to the word and then see what he said here, that like whatever he is allowed Mm -hmm. is ultimately for his glory. And the other thing that stood out to me that I just love, especially with like um, Easter and everything, was that this verse when I was reading it, uh, 
that passage in Luke stood out to me. I think it's Luke 23, somewhere in Luke 23, where he, Jesus is on the cross, I think. And he's told, like, if you are the Christ, save yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get down from here if you're really God, you mm-hmm. know. And he doesn't. Um, he chooses to stay for the same reason he allowed Lazarus to die. That's right. Which is for his glory, which is for the good of others. This was mm-hmm. for the good of this family so they would believe in him. And I wonder, like, when Jesus died, I'm sure it shook them. Like, wait, what? You're the Christ. Mm-hmm. But, and they probably grieved some, but I just wonder if they remembered and was like, but wait, like, he said he's the resurrection <laughs> you know what i mean because mm-hmm. even the whole like he's in, lazarus is in a cave there is a stone like everything is like pointing to his own death and resurrection mm-hmm. um so that just stood out to me like he in a way has a right to be able to delay um relieving us from our suffering because he actually chose to suffer like he understands the purpose of mm-hmm. suffering, how it can be used for his glory. He walked um, that road. Um, and I think uh, I'll just also go into the practical with the coronavirus and everything. Like, I think that is helpful for us um, because I do, like, I resonate with, like, the journalists and everybody, like, how long is this going to last? And mm-hmm. I'm just going to get real. I wasn't really planning on sharing this, but I'm going to share it. So I just got a new dog, and I love her. <laughs> she is beautiful, Laura. She is so beautiful. I saw her in Instagram, listeners. Laura and I live in very different places, but. <laughs> yes, her name is Coco. But a week ago, Sunday, is when I first learned that she needed a home. Mm-hmm. And she is in Georgia. She was in Georgia. And I was so excited, but then they had just got put on shelter in place and they weren't sure if they could meet us to um, do the exchange or or to give give her to us. Uh And then we got confused about the laws in Maryland and like it just started looking like it wasn't going to happen. And I was like really upset about it (laughs) 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 to the point that our small group met over Zoom and they were asking how we're doing. And I didn't say anything. I just shared about like hard parenting days. And then my husband stops and is like, Laura is actually really struggling about a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Adam. (laughs) Yeah, but I just remember being so angry because I was like, I think I've been okay with some of the ramifications. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a homebody. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's mm-hmm. hard being with the kids all day and not being able to do playdates and all that. But we've had a lot of sweet times. Yes, it's mm-hmm. frustrating. I can't get anything on time for delivery or whatever. But this was like the first time where I really felt like something was in my way. And I was really angry that I couldn't like finagle some way Mm -hmm. to make it work, you know. So, God, I know some of you listeners, you know, you're still in that place. Um, I was able to get the dog legally. Uh, I was tempted at some point point to do it illegally. Um, Yeah, but by God's grace, it worked out. So... Um, but it was just interesting to see like that sense of entitlement and anger and frustration, like God should do something differently. Um, and in the past I've struggled with things that haven't even happened just at the fear Mm -hmm. of like, 
what if God, I mm-hmm. see this passage and see that he allows really bad things. Like I can't even imagine if my brother, mm-hmm. you know, died. Yeah. Allows really bad things. And yeah. so then I'm afraid of all of them. Like, what if you allow this? Or what if you allow this dog to bite my child? You know, should I mm-hmm. not have gotten the dog, you know? So just having to rest in like the fact that God being with me God loving me doesn't mean he won't allow something bad, but I have to trust. And if I'm not trusting, I have to just pour out my heart again like Mary did and pray that he helps me trust that this is for his glory and that his glory is my good. Like that is better than everything going my way and there never being any suffering and, you know, things not being... um, things always being easy, you know? Oh, I think that's just not true. That's like life has never been easy. Or at least the older I get, I'm like, man, this is not getting easier. (laughs) (laughs) So, and he's not, I I think part of me think has thought like, oh, being a Christian and growing the Lord means this is going to get easier. No, it hasn't, it hasn't gotten easier. But God is, (laughs) yeah, go ahead. No, no, that I was going to say, that's so good, Laura. It's such a good word. Um, and I was going to say easy was never part of the picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you said something um, a little earlier, and I thought, my goodness, that should be like the takeaway from this whole conversation and passage. You said his glory is our good. And, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, um, I mean, this whole passage is basically a dance around death and life, mm-hmm. you know? That's what yes. it is. He, he goes back to the place where even his disciples are frightened to go back to because it's headed toward the cross. And um, and he goes back to, to he's arriving late to a funeral, basically. So it's like a dance around death and it's to bring life. And I think that what he does for Lazarus is, of course, a prequel to what we're going to see later. And I'm thinking in Western culture, especially, you know, well, let's talk about where we both live. So in North America, um, I think comfort ease, predictability, planning, mapping is so part of our culture that to have those things taken away feels like an offense. You know, we, we feel wounded. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think you, you mentioned that sense of entitlement. And I thought, yeah, exactly. Because we feel like it is very much our right to, to seek comfort, to, to have physical comfort around us, to seek um, circumstances and resources that are going to guarantee our ease. And, you know, we're perfectly willing to work ourselves to the bone to attain it, but we will take it personal if it's removed from us. And if we have no access to what we consider, you know, vital to our comfort. Um, mm. And and I have to look at that with a, a sober mind, because when you read scripture and when you see the life of Jesus, Comfort isn't necessarily a pursuit or a goal in itself. It comes and goes with certain settings, and it's just in the shape of grace and mercy for that day or that situation, but it is never a pursuit. Instead, the pursuit is the will of the Father, its obedience, and the mission that he was given. Um, And we will later see that in the disciples after they receive the Holy Spirit, and I, that really convicts me, you know, um, just again, because we live in a culture um, where being comfortable and at ease is so very much part of our day to day. 
that is very hard for us to fathom doing without that. And I, I don't think that, you know, it's necessarily a, a bad thing, an evil thing, or even a sinful thing that, that we want to be, you know, comfortable and at ease. That's perfectly normal for humans to want it. But I think that for us, especially in North America, it has become somewhat of an idol, you know? Mm -hmm. yes. And so it's no longer just a natural thing that, that we desire. No, it becomes a thing we get deeply offended and angry when we do not have access to it the way we mm -hmm. like it, you know? Yeah. So, so on that note, um, I would just say just kind of transitioning a bit to we've already talked about practicing this. And I don't think we can practice it because if you look at everybody in the passage, it's kind of like there's this bad thing that's happened and mm -hmm. all we can do is pray that we respond you know with faith um mm -hmm. or if we're struggling to to pour out our hearts to the lord and when we do that he may reveal mm -hmm. that yes we are idolizing comfort control and then in that sense yes we need to repent um mm -hmm. but i i know for me just like you said earlier just when i read this passage I can't help but just there's nothing I can do it's just I have to sit it's like that everybody's been talking about Psalm 46 lately like be still and know that he is God I'm like yes or that I am God it's like yes that's all I can do when I am confronted mm -hmm. with the reality of the scripture is be still and know this God of glory yes. and yes. rest in that truth and when I struggle keep going back and it's gonna sound silly but when I was struggling about Coco I remember one morning I had to pour out my heart, <laughs> to mm -hmm. God, you know, and what I felt it led to do was I was like, okay, so I'm struggling with the law and it was like a lot of gray area in the uh -huh. law and, or the order. And so I like, I wrote the governor. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like I'm just, I just need, I need a clear no, you know? And so of course he didn't write me back. You know, that's not how those things work, but I did get a response that pointed me to the order and some other resources. And I even wrote the, the um, contact they gave me if I had further, con you know, questions and they did the okay. same thing. So I was just like, you know what? They're just saying, read it. If you're not breaking this, you're fine. And I realized I was getting, I was a bit too intense about it. And mm -hmm. I felt that peace of like, you're not breaking the law. Because I do believe strongly that we're called to submit to our authorities. Um, yes. As the Bible teaches, yeah. you know. So that's where yeah. I was getting upset about um, with the Lord. Like, God, come on. It's just a dog. Or we're just driving there. We're not going to get anyone sick. So, <laughs> but <laughs> it's more important that, you know, I'm honoring the Lord, his word. Yeah. And the people that he's put before us. Um so I just share that to say that even if it's something small or it's something as big as someone being sick or even dying, mm -hmm. like, I just, I don't really correct me or add to it, Paula, but I just sense the application being to behold this God, um, pour out our hearts where we're struggling mm -hmm. um, and let him meet us in that place, you know, with his word. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, it's not going to look the same for everybody. The conversation with Martha was different than the conversation with yes. Mary, you know? So um, that's my takeaway as far as like what I, who I want to mm -hmm. be 
Mm-hmm. As I walk away, is I want to be someone who's real with God about the hardness of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to be like Martha too and have have faith. You know, um, Mary had the pleasure of right away was like, okay, let's go take care of this. Let's raise Lazarus from the dead. Martha <laughs> didn't know quite yet. You know, she's waiting mm-hmm. while Mary's talking to him. Um, mm-hmm. But she did believe he was the Christ. So, yeah. Anything yeah. you want to add? Hey, I just want to clarify something right quick. Just now you heard me say that I wanted to be like Mary and pouring out my very real feelings raw um, in the moment with the Lord. And that I also wanted to have faith like Martha, um, thinking about how she said that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah. I just wanted to clarify that Mary's statement also was an expression of faith. If you recall, she said, if you believe or if you have been there, my brother would not have died, which shows that she knew something about who Jesus was and what he could do, but she struggled with the fact that he was not there. So with the way um, he did it or what he allowed to happen. Um, So her statement was still faith. And so I want to encourage you that if you're struggling, when you cry out for help, that is faith. Um, You don't have to add condemnation on yourself that you're not able to just pick yourself up, sweep those feelings away and just say all the right things about God in the moment. Um, If you need any further encouragement on that, if you want a resource, I have been um, deeply helped by Ed Welch's recent article, Fear is Not Sin. It was recently put out by CCEF and I will link it in my show notes, but he does a really good job showing how um, even when we're anxious, even when we're fearful, we can still honor God with just a little bit of faith, faith enough to cry out to him and ask for help, to go to him and pour out your heart to him. And that is what we see both Mary and Martha doing in their um, different ways. Now back to my conversation with Paula. Um, that was so, 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 so good. First of all, that was so, so good. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned, be still and know that I am God, because I thought, Lord, it's so sweet when we arrive at the same place, even though we didn't talk to each other previously or anything, listeners, just so you know. Um, if you read my notes, that is one of the things that I wrote. Um, I wrote, you got to stick to the end to understand. And mm. really what you understand is be still and know that I am God. And I wrote, mm. you got to stick to the end to understand because, you know, the passage is telling you somewhat at the beginning. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister, which is why he decided to stay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? And you have to stick to the end of the story to understand what's going on. And even mm-hmm. then you have to read the story a few times over to really grasp the bigger picture. But I think if I had to summarize things in just a sentence, the takeaway, and I'm going to say the same things you said, just in different words. Yeah, please do. Because I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I thought that you just wrapped it up beautifully. Um, I think in a sentence, I would say, just very simply put, the more we know Jesus, the better we can navigate all the other things we don't know. Mm. Um, Because, Mm. and of course, understanding very well what you said. And I loved that you pointed out that 
we're all different. He had a very different conversation with Mary than he did with Martha. Um, and we saw Thomas reacted very differently than they did, for example. You know, mm -hmm. Thomas like, okay, great. Then we're going to go die with him. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you can almost hear the sarcasm. It's like, okay, that just tells us that we are different and that the Lord is personal. Jesus mm. is very personal. And the way he's going to interact with you regarding Coco is different than the way he's going to interact with someone struggling about their job or, you know, about their child going crazy today with the, you know, the hundredth tantrum. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we understand that there are bigger and smaller issues and God understands that too, but he does not diminish the importance thereof. Mm -hmm. Even though yes. a, an issue can be medium sized or small, and we can all agree, you know, yeah, that's smaller than this other thing. God understands that too, but he does not lessen his attention to you because of that. And the conversation he's going to have with you is going to be just as personal and attentive as the conversation he's going to have with someone else about something mm -hmm. other than their dog, for example. Mm -hmm. um, or the same thing. It could be or dog, the same thing. It could be yeah. different. Mm -hmm. This is true also. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like the more we know Jesus, the more we are going to be able to navigate all the other things we don't know. Because I love when he's talking with Martha and she says, you are the Christ. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, so this woman knows she, she has faith so much so that she says, you know, if you had been here, you could have, but you know what? But you're here. And I know that whatever you ask for, the Father gives you. And I, I mean, that really grabbed me. I thought, wow, that is a woman of faith. And she is wrestling with the loss and the grief. But she still understands who she's talking to. She does understand that. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, well, wow, the more you know him, the more you get to know him and what he's about. The more you, you dig deep and understand things like his business hours and his weird answer to the disciples when they questioned the decision to go to Judea, like the more you get to know this, this incredible person, this strange man, strange to us because his ways are so foreign to us, the more it equips us, I feel, to understand, I mean, rather to walk through the unknowns. And, and, and notice I corrected myself immediately because I don't think we're always going to understand like you and I, in mm -hmm. our own realities, we don't have a full grasp on why COVID-19 is happening, why mm -hmm. all these terrible things are, are coming about because of this virus. We don't. But I know the one that even this virus subjects to. I know the one mm -hmm. that holds all Amen. things together, even this virus. I know that this virus, this tiny microscopic thing that you need a microscope to even find that has the entire world on its knees is still under the jurisdiction of the king of kings i know that i don't know much else i don't know all the models and the science and the biology no i don't know any of that but i know that and when things get a little mm -hmm. crazy i have to remind myself and you know just get on my knees and grab hold of what I know, even if it's small in terms of quantity of information, it's huge in terms of its weight. Mm -hmm. mm. That's good. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yeah, so the more we know Jesus, the more we can navigate the things we don't know. Yes. 
And I love that that's true. Even when life is hard, when the providence of God is hard. Yes. So I'm going to wrap this up with a couple questions. And then I'm just going to ask Paula to pray for us um, to live this out. So what I want us to think about is what are we called to do today in this moment, this week, with what we have, the little that we have, and are we doing it? Maybe also consider with that, if we're not doing it, why aren't we? And then another question, when will I pour out my heart about the things that are weighing on me right now? Think about that. All right, Paula, can you pray for us? Yes, my pleasure. Um, Lord Jesus, we thank you that in the midst of this very strange moment in our history, um, where the whole human race across countries, cultures, and languages seem to find life to a halt and their routines put off um, for later. You are as much God today as you were in January when we were ringing in the new year, joyful and expectant, um, Mm -hmm. that not a thing has changed about you, even though everything has changed for us down here on earth. Um, And we praise you and thank you for that, Lord. Um, We also thank you that you do not belittle or ignore the fact that we lament deeply the loss of our normalcy and that Mm -hmm. life looks Mm -hmm. nothing like we know, um, like we've known, Lord. We thank you that being all-knowing does not mean that um, you do not feel or regard us with compassion. Um, We thank you, Lord, that um, in the mystery of who you are, all things are encompassed. um, Where nothing about you has changed, everything about our life has. And as we lament, you still hold us tight. As we wrestle with you and with our day-to-day, trying to make sense of a day-to-day that now is literally measured 24 hours at a time instead of um, weeks or months at a time, and that we are no less kept, no less cherished, no less loved or provided for, um, even though we're left bewildered by our circumstances. Um, You aren't, and we are not judged for our bewilderment, Lord. Because the passage we just read shows that even though you were all knowing about the delayed trip and what the reason was, even though you knew that you were coming to raise a dead man, you still wept Mm -hmm. when you saw the others Mm -hmm. lamenting and weeping and mourning. And so we know, Lord, we know and we thank you. We, We thank you, Lord, that this is who you are. When we pray, Jesus, um, would you give us faith like children, Lord? Would you give us faith like a child who is just content to ask mom and dad for what they need and want? 
And I never stop to think that mom or dad will not give me my cup of water um, or will not give me the blanket at night. Um, a child doesn't question those things. For the most part, a child just expects the mother or father will do that. Um, and we are told to have faith like them. And so I pray, Jesus, would you at this very strange juncture that we all find ourselves in, would you give us the gift of childlike faith, please? Mm -hmm. That we can come to you with this utter trust and, and unabashed ask you and trust that your glory really is our best that no one yes. will ever have our best interest at heart the way that you do. And I pray, Jesus, give us faith to stand on solid ground so that when we don't know and we ask for things and the answer is silence for a while, I pray, Jesus, give us faith to stand on what we do know, however small in terms of knowledge, Lord, but that we would stand firm because it is weighty, even if it's just two or three things about you that we know from scripture or from what our mentor taught us or what the pastor said last Sunday or what our friend reminds us in a text to encourage us. But Lord, that we would stand firm on the truth so that we can navigate all the things that in faith, Lord and not sink in the moving waters and the moving sands of this very strange time, but that we can just stand firm on the rock of ages. We need you to need you, Lord. We can't do these mm -hmm. things on our own. So we bring our need to the altar because that is a pleasing offering to you, Lord. And we thank you that that is um, what you ask us to come with. Um, because that's what you came to do on that cross is our need that brought you here, Lord. Um, we thank you. We love you. Um, and we pray for your comfort at this time, Lord, uh, the listeners who are having to deal with really bewildering questions and hard situations. Uh, if somebody's ill already with the virus at home, or Lord Jesus, uh, we even remember if someone has to go through the terrible task of funeral arrangements, we pray for mercy. We pray for mm -hmm. grace. We pray yes, that you would carry the weight of such a moment mm -hmm. so that we would know that we are not alone, Lord, and mm -hmm. that our faith can is designed to exist with grief. We coexist in mm -hmm. unfathomable joy along with terrible grief and sorrow. Um, mm. That is what the cross yes. brought together. And so we pray for that as well, Lord. Um, lastly, Jesus, I pray, uh, please, Lord, help us to sit in the joy of expectation and of knowing that by knowing you we know enough mm, um, amen yes in jesus amen. name amen amen 
Thank you so much, Paula, for joining me today. Please uh, tell Gus thank you as well. <laughs> Will um, do. For, <laughs> I know what you mean when you say you were talking to him, and um, it's like that with me and Adam too. So please thank him. Um, yeah. Have a good night. Thank you so much, friend, for having me. This was, this was just such a joy, Laura. Thank you. Have a good evening. My love to the kids and Adam. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow, that really blessed me. What about you? We have just two more episodes left in the Hard Providence series, and I'd love to hear what's blessing you so far. Hit me up on Instagram, send me a direct message, or go to the Ponder Podcast anchor page and send me a voice message. I just want to know what you're thinking, what's standing out to you, um, even how we can be praying for you. If you're enjoying this podcast, please help others find it by sharing it on your favorite social media network or leave a review where you listen. Till next time, have a blessed week.